Stupid Wizards, Actual People, contains content for adults. Content warnings can be found in episode descriptions. Listener discretion is advised. It's currently March 3rd, 2022. One week ago to the day, Russia launched a special military operation, effectively invading Ukraine. This prompted international backlash from the UN, who quickly condemned Putin's actions and imposed heavy sanctions on the Russian state, effectively isolating Russia from most of the world. 24 hours ago, at 1.41 UTC, March 2nd, communications from a highly classified research outpost located on the Russian Northern Clover Station on the Temp Air Base ceased. Here, American scientists were granted permission to research the effects of harsh winter conditions on space technology in hopes of traveling with passengers to colder planets. This was before Russia decided on war. While only a few American scientists were working at this heavily fortified Russian location, the final audio transmission received from the base has left many working in the upper echelons of the American government worried. A group of scientists and military personnel are being gathered to undertake a mission to the Northern Clover Station to try and rescue stranded personnel, as well as discover what might have transpired here. This group will be conducting a highly secret infiltration of the space to uncover the mystery. You are a part of that group of people. So, you guys find yourself in a room inside the Pentagon... United States. It's kind of like a lecture hall almost. Um, it's a small lecture hall, maybe like 20, 30 seats inside. As you guys walked in, uh, there was a small group of very rugged looking soldiers sitting in the front row with their little desks folded down with notepads. Um, there's a projector screen that's just white currently pretty much lighting up the room. It's the only light inside the room. Uh, you guys find your way in, you find some seats. And soon after, in walks in a tall like 50, 60-year-old man, just a very short, gray haircut, very square jaw. You know this to be Major Jimmy Tungsten, who requested that you all be here for this briefing. He walks in, walks to the lectern at the front of this little lecture hall, grabs a little remote off the, off the lectern and flicks a switch, flipping it to a slide that has a map on it. And it's the this map here that's per- you guys have on the screen in between you or in the middle of you. And he looks at the room and he goes, now some of you know why you're here and some of you don't. Roughly 24 hours ago, we stopped receiving communications from a base located in northern Siberia. They were working on science projects for NASA. This compound was called the Northern Clover Station. It's located on the Cottonley Islands. It's a right in between the Loptev Sea and the East Siberian Sea. If you look at your map here, it has an airstrip. And the compound itself is pretty small, and he points up towards the map. American scientists, they've been stationed there for the last year. They've been working on exoskeletons that'll help us get men to colder planets, men and women to colder planets, and be able to walk on the surface. Communications ceased last yesterday morning. Uh, we received what seems to be a distress signal from Dr. Andrews. We can go ahead and play those now. This is Dr. Andrews from the Northern Clover Station. It is currently February 28th, 10.42 a.m. Tensions here on the base have become increasingly stressed. Many Russians are being called from the base to return for briefings and deployment. The number of Russians have dwindled roughly 85%. Currently, our team of Dr. Abrams, Dr. Helk, myself, and Captain Daniel, as well as Sergeant Rhodes, remain mostly isolated from those Russian forces. Many of the Russian military weapons located on base have been packed up and shipped out. On the research side of things, work on the new exoskeleton suits has taken a brief pause. Conditions have been too tense to focus much on research. It is currently 6.49 p.m. on March 1st. Today has been very interesting. The remaining Russians spent most of the day in a building on the north side of the compound that they keep patrolled and behind a tall privacy fence. 
It seemed they were attempting to move the contents of the building out today, including what must be some sort of top-secret project. Many Russian military forces arrived today with heavily armored semi-trucks that have been moving in and out of the compound. This continued till around 2 p.m. this afternoon. After that, there was a lull in activity until roughly an hour ago when the largest container truck I've seen arrived and has been sitting outside the fence since. We've had a breakthrough on the exoskeleton project, however. By removing some of the materials surrounding the auction stabilizer, we've been... From our understanding, the Russians were moving equipment out of the base um, from the last, as you heard from Dr. Andrews there. This mission will be top secret and of the utmost importance to the American government. You will be effectively behind enemy lines. Due to the nature and climate of where you will be going, communication will be severely limited. Your team will be performing a halo drop. For you non-military here, that's high altitude, low opening. You will be jumping from a plane from very high altitude and opening at the last possible second so that you are not detected by enemy radar. The team will then be exfilled out in 36 hours time on board the normally scheduled resupply airplane that was supposed to be refilling supplies. This team, to introduce you guys to each other, consists of Special Operations Unit 99, consisting of Master Sergeant Michael Klein, and a tall, like, 30-ish-year-old guy, huge dude, um, stands up and salutes the Major. Specialist Ryan McCorm, another smaller, skinnier guy. Um, he's got, like, black, like, the Ray-Ban-type frames, stands up and salutes. Specialist Jennifer Cambridge, a woman with, like, blonde hair and a very high, tight ponytail, stands up and gives a salute. Specialist Blaine Johnson, a very pale-skinned guy with, like, bright red hair stands up and salutes as well as specialist ken jones who looks like ken jones the ufc fighter if you know who i'm talking about <laughs> ken jones. Yeah. just nope. ken jones this looks like ken jones yeah it just looks like with this mission we have selected three scientific specialists they have been instructed to join the expedition to ensure research and data are collected and secured if we could get each one of you to introduce yourself to the team uh we'll start with you dr stephen barton he is a late 30-ish Brown haired, um, just like close, close cut brown hair man in a, in a, in a lab coat. <laughs> Actually, no, no, he's wearing his part like his his cold winter weather already. <laughs> what, what's your role here, son? Oh, uh, I'm a lead astrobiologist and uh, I had extensive work on the exosuit technology that they were working at on uh, at the at the facility. Uh, thank you. I sit back down. You, sir. Okay. Uh, and then uh, stands up. Uh, hi. Uh, my, my name is, my name is uh, Stephen Phillips. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Stephen and Stephen. Nice. Um, I was hoping one of you would be Stefan, but this is way funnier. <laughs> you spell with a P-H-E-N also? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> uh, uh, my name is uh, Stephen Phillips. Uh, Stephen is a... He's like pretty average height, like 5'10ish, 5'9, pretty nondescript. He's got like short, uh, light brown hair, um, brown eyes. He's probably in his early 30s. He um, He's wearing a lanyard with a little pin light on it, like a flannel button up uh, shirt. He's got a laptop wrapped open in front of him. Um, he's like, uh, I'm a, I'm a, 
uh, communication systems engineer, I guess, if you said what we're doing here. I guess I'm supposed to be reviewing, like, communication logs and recovering data. Hi. Thank you. And he stands up, like, a little too long awkwardly and then sits down. <laughs> you, you can sit down. Oh, oh th- thank you. And finally. Gracie Child, field paranormal researcher and cryptozoologist. Some of you may have worked with Gracie before, and he kind of gestures down to the five military members sitting in the front. Um, but if you would go ahead and just kind of state what you do. I do paranormal research and cryptozoology research for the government. Briefing. Con- I raise y- my hand. Yes. Well, like Bigfoot? Yes. yes. Son, you're going to learn some things on this trip that are highly classified government secrets. Oh, okay. Is there anything else you wanted to add, Miss Child? God damn it. <laughs> yes, Doctor. Uh, yeah, Dr. Stephen Barton. Uh, uh, yeah, you just said your name. Yeah, uh, wait, like, like otherworldly beings or at this point in time we are not aware of what threats may or may not be awaiting you oh damn that is not your mission <laughs> sit back down you will be departing in exactly 45 minutes you will be boarding a plane <laughs> holy shit yes i didn't describe what gracie looks like you why well, i, I gave you the opportunity <laughs> to do more <laughs> he interrupted me <laughs> yes gracie what do you look like <laughs> Gracie this is, is your interruption. <laughs> yeah. I raised my hand politely. I was waiting for them to. Gracie is going to be the youngest person in this group. She is 26 years old. Her hair is pulled back into a ponytail. It is prematurely gray, very frizzy. She does wear glasses, but it looks like they're only needed for reading. And she is wearing a she's a t-shirt and jeans kind of gal and she does uh have a backpack seemingly full of her research equipment so she keeps that on her at all times perfect is there any other questions before i continue speaking okay you will be le- <laughs> i raise my hand <laughs> mr phillips so is like big bigfoot a real thing you can talk about that on the plane dr barton uh, actually, his question helped answer my question. I couldn't remember. <laughs> I, I couldn't remember what Gracie's last name was. Thank you, child. Um. Okay. Anything else you can discuss on the plane? You will be departing in exactly forty-two minutes from now. Make sure your shit is packed and you are ready to go. From here, you will be reporting to directly to. You will be reporting directly to Sergeant Klein. Any questions that you may further have will be directed at him. Good day and good luck. And he salutes the special operations force in the front row and turns and walks out. <laughs> you don't have to salute, son. No. <laughs> They're in your hands, Klein. Klein, they all stand up and salute. Kind of looking at you guys a little weird, like you don't have to salute. And then they kind of start mingling amongst themselves, the five special operations force members. Um, is there anything you guys want to do before... Getting on the plane, or can you uh, real quick tell me the names of the military people? Yeah. Um, so there is Sergeant Klein, who will be the leader. That's spelled just like Klein Tools, K L E I N. That's not how I thought it was. C L I N E. I put C L I N E. That's how I'm gonna keep it. Um, I'm gonna keep it that way. Specialist McCorm. Like the uh, like the spices, but without yep. the ick. Yep. Exactly. Yep. Specialist Cambridge, Jennifer Cambridge, the only woman that's not Gracie. Specialist Johnson. And then finally, Specialist Ken Jones is just the UFC fighter. Ken Jones. Am I supposed to know who that is? Oh, wait, what was the person before Ken Jones? Johnson. Johnson. What color is Johnson's shirt? Just out of curiosity. Hold on. Is Ken Jones not? Am I thinking of... Did you just name somebody wrong? 
It, no, I mean, it's John Jones. Oh, I thought yeah, it was Ken Jones. Yeah. Well, Ken Jones is his twin brother. Yeah, Ken Jones. John Jones is his twin brother. Wow, this is gonna sound real awkward <laughs> at the beginning. What? Whose shirt did you want? Johnson. What color is his shirt? Just out of curiosity. Uh, he's wearing camouflage. Is anyone wearing red? No. Am wearing, I wearing red? No, they're all wearing, wearing camouflage. I'm just, I'm just saying because Specialist Johnson, he died immediately. Yeah. Is there anything you guys would like to do before boarding the plane? Any last minute things? Oh, I'm I'm packed and ready. Klein turns. You don't have to raise your hand, son. Uh, uh, where's the bathroom? Uh, it's just out the door to the left. Okay. There is a bathroom on the plane if you need it. I don't poop in the sky. Son, we're on a need-to-know information basis, and that was information I didn't need to know. <laughs> what is it that you do again? Can you have him pull a jingle block for going to poop on the plane, <laughs> and that's how he dies? <laughs> uh, I'm going to go in the bathroom. I'm going to investigate around the bathroom, just kind of check the surroundings and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then I would like to go in the stall and pull out my computer. Okay. And do something that I don't want to tell you people yet. Okay, that's fine. But is it anything audible? I mean, I'll be clacking on it. Okay, yeah, as as long because it is the Pentagon. So if you were like going to say something, I was going to make you pull a block to investigate. Um, Well, do you want me to? I mean, I I would think like this would be appropriate to pull a block. I don't think if you're not doing what I'm doing. I think if you're not, because like, I don't think they have like. Like, they definitely have the bathrooms bugged in the Pentagon, but if you're mm-hmm. just, like, typing on your computer, I think you're fine. Okay. Like, if you were calling somebody, for sure, like... No. But, no. yeah, you're just typing on your computer, you're totally fine. So, yeah, you could do that, no problem. Um, is there anything else that Dr. Barton or Miss Child would like to do before? So, like, cryptozoology, like, aliens, or... Because, like, that's not... Been, we haven't confirmed that. Publicly. Publicly? Wait, hold on. Are, have we, do we have proof? So what I do is I just go in and confirm any cases that can be or aren't explained. I just confirm whether or not they are due to a paranormal or otherwise nature. I don't actually like hunt or fight or anything like that. I just say, hey, this was outside of human possibility. So don't have to worry too much. How many cases have been outside of human possibility? Probably more than you're comfortable with. Oh, I'm very... (laughs) As you say that, actually, Klein kind of interrupts your conversation and goes, I hope that you've been buffing up on your Russian mythology. Oh, absolutely. Perfect. Oh, man. The water there gets real hot. What good water heaters. Yes, son. This is the Pentagon. Do you know what the military budget of the United States is? (laughs) I don't know. My department's always getting budget cuts, you know? That's rough. All right. I'll see you all in the plane. Do you know where that is? Specialist Johnson, will you lead them to the plane? Thank you. Uh, Johnson stands up and looks at you guys. He's like, okay, guys, whenever you're ready, we can go get on the plane. Okay, so, like, we're jumping out of the plane. Yes, you will be strapped to one of us, and you will be jumping out of the plane. Yes. Okay, good. So I'm not You don't have to raise your hand. Uh, Who am I being strapped to? Well, so you will be strapped to... You'll be strapped to me. Oh, Johnson. Is that a family name? Yes. (laughs) Yeah, Yes. That is my family's name. That is a... Yes. Um, Dr. Barton, you're going to be strapped to Specialist McCorm. And Miss Child, you'll be strapped to John Jones's brother, Ken Jones. (laughs) (laughs) That guy fights in the UFC. It's cool as hell. Okay. Any any other questions? It's just like like jumping off a chair, right? You're going to be strapped to me. You have no choice. And you've done this before. I've done it thousands of times. And you never pull, like, the wrong cord. Because, like... 
There's really only two cords I, to pull. And okay. one's just an emergency shoot, right? So it'd still be a parachute. We're going to go over safety and what would happen if something happened while we're up in the plane. Right. Right. Cool. It, well, yeah. It's, it's fine. It, Are you scared of heights, son? It doesn't matter. You're going to be strapped to me. You're jumping out of the plane. I feel like I'm just going to get pulled out of the plane, but okay. That's not how it works. Listen, we with, jump. With these government types, you just kind of have to like go with it and then just... Once you're in, you have to rely on yourself to get out because they don't give a shit about you. But you just have to go along. Well, that's not true. I don't want you to die. Uh, that's, oh. that's comforting. That's comforting. But I don't trust the government <laughs> at all. So why are you working oh, for them? OK, because you're the never mind. That's none of your business, actually. I'm going to go to the plane. It's in the hangar. Good yes, luck, guys. You go do that. Okay. Don't trust the government. What? They will fuck you as soon as it's convenient for them. Okay? Like, say, sending three scientists into behind enemy lines How in Russia. How well known are you? How well known are any uh, well, of you? Well, I'm the lead astrobiologist at NASA, but... The lead? Are you sure there's not some dude above you that could easily fill your spot? Well, James is <laughs> trying to get my... <laughs> He's been going for the position, uh -huh. but... And what about you? Huh? Are you easily replaceable? TikTok. Yep. Yep. <laughs> yes, please. Uh, uh, actually, supposed to be uh, my supervisor, but uh, he, he got he got COVID. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but I'm pretty good at what I mean. I got pretty confident yeah. that I can get into the systems. You know, get those communication logs. Yeah. Don't trust them okay actually as you say that major tungsten sticks his head back in and he goes uh mr phillips can i speak with you for a moment out here in the hall Ooh. oh that's me yeah yeah yes yeah that's you hey um why are you out of breath he said phillips and your last name not steven because then that would have been awkward because then like who like which one of us now it's mr crazy. phillips yeah 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 he'll pull you out in the hall Sonic. no thank you I just wanted to inform you that while, yes, this is a mission to recover any data that you can, if it is unrecoverable, wipe everything. Well, oh, yeah, I mean, okay. Burn it to the ground if you have to. Thank you, Mr. Phillips. Have fun. Yeah. You sure you don't want a Tic Tac? No, I'm great. Thank you. Did you eat onions? Are you saying my breath stinks? <laughs> Fine. <laughs> he walks away. <laughs> Anything else you guys want to do before? I want to go get strapped into the plane. Okay. I, I'm carrying, a, I have a backpack, and I'm carrying two rolling cases. It kind of jingles a little bit. You walk in rolling two cases, and uh, Sergeant Klein looks at you. Son, what are you doing with those suitcases? Oh, uh, it's uh, important science, you know, doohickeys. In case, it, you know, we need to. And you plan on jumping out of the plane with those? Well, I heard I'm going to be strapped to uh, special... Specialist McCorm, so I guess he will be. Uh, yeah, this is all really highly technical, sensitive stuff. I understand it's above your pay grade, but sure. Yeah, I'll, I'll grab those for you. You can go ahead and get strapped into the plane, and he kind of follows you, and then just like chucks them into the plane behind you. <laughs> uh, it's Fred. Oh, okay, that's great. Um, my character just has like, like he puts on like a green, like just like canvas jacket, and like has like a sling bag, like a messenger bag. That he like slides his laptop into. He has a little like toolkit attached to it. Specialist Johnson's like, um, son, you can't jump with that bag. If you have stuff that you need to bring with you, you can put it in my backpack. I take like the shoulder strap off of it and like unzip the back panel. There's two little like it converts to a backpack. You, 
How thin is it? Like it's a messenger bag. It's like okay. Yeah, that's fine. Thin. Yeah, he's like, okay, that'll work. He's like, I, I can flip it around on my front. Yes, like, that right? would be I'm perfect, like, actually. Yes. Okay. Because you're going to be strapped my, your ass to my dick. <laughs> ass to dick, son, when we're jumping out of this plane. Yeah, I can just. At 35,000 feet. I can. That's a lot of feet. <laughs> High altitude, low opening. Oh, halo. halo. Yeah, that checks. You want to get strapped into the plane? Yeah. Okay. What do you have? I have a a camping backpack. Miss <laughs> <laughs> Child, you... I spend a lot of times in the woods, okay? Like, I have to have this stuff. I understand. Hand me your bag. Get strapped into the plane. I swear to God, if this gets lost... He chucks it into the plane. <laughs> I swear to fucking Christ. If this gets lost, it's your ass, your paycheck. I do know your supervisor, and I will tell him. Or her. Understood, ma'am. Can you please strap yourself into the plane? We'll be taking off shortly. Tell me what to do. And I, like, jerk my fucking thing. Is this like I a five-point harness? No, it's like, so... Because, like, because Steven's having a hard time if it is. No, I I don't know exactly what the plane's called, but they're huge. Like, they're mm-hmm. giant, almost cargo planes. Mm-hmm. And there's a row of seats on Wait, this is side. is it a military one? Yes. Yeah, it's like the so, big gray ones. Yeah, oh, it's okay. hu- they're huge. Like, you can park whole, like, fucking vehicles. Like, mm-hmm. lines of vehicles on, on the them. Side. Yes, yeah. yeah. So, I imagine that you three are sitting on one side and all five of them are sitting <laughs> on the other side, just kind of looking at each other. So, uh, have you jumped out of the plane before? Like once for my birthday. Oh, but not like on a military operation into Russia behind enemy no, lines. No, 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 no. I have been to Russia before, but not by like. Oh, this. I heard it's it's gonna be cold. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it, but you know, if you like that sort of thing, it's great. No, no, I don't. Oh. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, I think it's gonna. It'll be fine. It'll be. Uh, we're going how, to wait, the facility. You don't have I, heat there. I look at Steven's shoes. Sneakers. <laughs> Klein, like, over the roar of the plane goes, it seems like we're getting readings that the ground temperature is negative 30 right now on base. Ooh, yeah. You... Well, that's cold, isn't it? Yeah. Negative 30 is pretty cold. <laughs> Relatively speaking, it's pretty cold. It's pretty cold. So it's a lot colder than my perfectly 70 degree temperature in my my office and my lab, uh, well, I hope I brought enough coats. You ever... It must be nice having a lab. What's that like? Being funded and everything. Well, it, it's pretty great, you know, mm. doing the work to, well, hopefully we'll find life out there. Get the real nice and... control for those variables, don't you? Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, I have a pretty good budget. The exosuit thing that they they were testing, like, I consulted on that. So that's probably because that's why I'm here. So. Hmm. As you guys are talking, um, Sergeant Klein will stand up and he'll grab a bag off the floor and he goes, so these are your parachutes. These will be strapped to us and then you'll be strapped in a harness to us. Um, Just to go over safety precautions, please do not flail when we're jumping out of the plane. It is very... Yes, Dr. Barton. There's no guarantees that I won't be flailing. I've never jumped out of anything higher than You will more than likely pass out immediately after leaving the plane. Oh, perfect. (laughs) Just for safety... You will be wearing a helmet. You will be given night vision goggles. These are very expensive and paid for by your tax dollars. Do not yes. break them. Going, I don't, you, I don't think you get to keep them. After you do not get to keep them. Keep these. <laughs> I'm keeping them. Um, Safety-wise, I will be doing everything, so you have to worry about nothing. But if something were happen on the left shoulder, there is an emergency paracord chute pull. If you pull that, it will cut the main chute, and it will deploy an emergency parachute 
Please do not fucking pull it unless it is an emergency. Keep your hands as controlled as you possibly can. Understood? We're about an hour away from the drop zone. Say whatever prayers to whatever gods you need to. We'll be dropping soon. I'm going to make sure that... Wait, are gods real too? Unconfirmed. I'm going to make sure that my handgun is actually strapped to my holster. Handgun? Yes. I'm in the woods a lot. And I also don't trust these fucking guys. Were we supposed to have a firearm? Uh, I don't care. I've never shot a gun. You don't, it's a good thing you don't have one then. I had a pellet gun when I was a kid. Well, I had a BB gun, but... I shot myself in the foot immediately and mom took it away. (laughs) Shut yourself in the eye, kid. Yeah, I'm going to make sure my, um, my firearm is holstered and my, uh, pocket knife is securely strapped into my pocket. Perfect. Just to make sure that in case these fucks do lose my stuff, I at least have a way to protect myself. Wizard's actual people is Drew Burton as Stephen Phillips, Derek Dix as the GM, Josh Matney as Dr. Stephen Barton, and Elizabeth Ryan as Gracie Childs. Thanks for listening to our Halloween special. The rest of this content will be uploaded on our Patreon at patreon.com slash stupidwizardsactualpeople. You can try out a seven-day free trial and get access to a bunch of bonus content, or you can follow for free and get updates on any new things we post, including cool things like this special. Thank you so much for listening. Later in this episode on our Patreon, as you're counting these bullets, you hear... Are you like a a, a spy? (laughs) You hear around you, but also far away from you, a beautiful singing. Um, It's very melodic. It's in Russian. You understand what it's saying. It's calling to you in a way that makes you feel like you've never been loved like this person could love you. Mm -hmm. It feels very enticing to try and find out where this voice is coming from. I'll put the uh, I'll put the magazine back in the gun, chamber it, and like look up and look around. Okay. So as you chamber the round and look up, the voice stops singing at you.